sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in that Cuba sport was ain't talking. Money speak, all that bullshit keep. You are now entering the Fart Locker Podcast with JT and Robert. On this week's episode, we continue our discussion with UFO investigator Chuck Zakowski. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm thriving and surviving. It is, it is the Lord's Day. <laughs> are, are you talking to me on, uh, on speakerphone? Yeah, sorry, is that better? No, no, I wasn't telling you to stop. I was just curious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a- no, no, I'm actually talking to you on speakerphone, too. Gotcha. Well, how can I help you? Yeah, well, I- I'm here with uh, four or five of my friends right now. Well, four friends and then one acquaintance. And we're all kind of arguing about a... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the term is. I'm not an architect. But you know when you draw out the plans to build something with the plans themselves? Uh-huh. What are those called? The blueprints? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So we're trying to make some blueprints uh, for a little fortified structure. Mm-hmm. And we're wondering if you guys know how to build potentially uh, a bulletproof and tornado-proof, because we're a little further in North Texas, uh, shelter. We want to get something completely locked downable. And, uh, I don't know, we aren't architects, right? But, uh, uh-huh. we're thinkers. We're doers. Um, but we needed to consult. We need to consult. We need to come to someone, uh, who knows about this type of thing. I gotcha. Unfortunately, we don't do anything like that. We're just a home builder, um, turnkey. So we do everything from drawing the plans um to building all the way up but we don't deal with any kind of storm shelters or anything like that okay well we would want to live in the shelter and from the outside it would need to look like a manufactured home or kind of a a standard suburban home you know Uh uh-huh so if we had a series of underground bunkers built out on a piece of property and then one of your developments built houses over it is that something that we could work out Potentially, um, right now we're actually not taking on any new build job pro- um, projects like off of any of the neighborhoods that we're building in just because lumber materials and other pricing um, materials have gone up so much. Yeah. Lumber is just really crazy and volatile right now, so we don't want to put anybody in a position to where we're having to throw on you know, $30,000, $40,000 price increases, but once the market stabilizes a little bit more and we do get back into doing those kind of projects, um, we may be interested in something like that. Okay, yeah. Well, I want to buy a bunker house with Bitcoin before Jesus comes back. Gotcha. Okay. Well, about 40,000 Bitcoin, so. I can just take down your information and um, chat with our ownership and then um, if he's end up being interested in something like that like i said when things kind of stabilize then i can definitely reach out to you all right great why don't you give me an email and i'll send them something from my proton mail okay it is sales s-a-l-e-s all right at 
bronxonbuilders.com. And this transaction would need to be completely anonymous. Okay. For me well, and all five of my uh, parties, obviously. Yes, and I don't, I do not deal, I'll be honest with you, I do not deal with any of the lending side of things or anything like that. So okay. That would just have to be dependent on the owner. I can cut you it and give you some that. Bitcoin just for, you know, dealing with things discreetly. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and send that email over and then I'll chat with the owner and then, um... We'll get back with you and let you know if we're interested. Hey, fair enough. Alrighty, is there anything else I can help you with? No, we'll be talking. Hello? Hey, is this the uh, Bobcat? Yes. Alright, that's what I'm talking about. Who? who, who? How can I help you? Oh, well, uh, I, 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 I'm kind of a Bobcat head myself. I've killed, okay. I've killed 15 bobcats. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm going to do 15 more to get up to an even 30. What do, you, what do you think? Sounds good. You guys have them haunting your uh, land? Say what now? I imagine you guys got them bobcats out there roaming around. You need someone to come take care of them. Give them a little bobcat justice. Uh, no. That's what I do. Oh, okay. I deliver Bobcat justice. I'm the right hand of the Lord when it comes to the Bobcats. Okay. Okay, indeed. So, what do you want from me? What do you say? Um, I'm good, man. I think we should do business. Okay, what do you need? Well, I think that you should get me to come out there and take care of those Bobcats for you. And, uh, maybe make me a nice dinner or something. Make you a nice dinner? Yeah, you make me a nice dinner. I take care of those bobcats. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's not how we work. Well, how do we work? I don't know. Not like that. Well, I'll make you dinner then. You kill the bobcats. I take you under my wing. I train you up to be a murderer like me. We take care of them bobcats left and right. What, uh, what'd you say your name was? Satchel. What's that? Satchel. And what was oh, your name? You last name? Why, are you hiring me? Do you have a last name? Oh, I have dozens of last names. I've existed across this country for a thousand years. Oh, okay. What's your first name? All right, well, with, with that, I think we're going to end this conversation. Yeah, sounds fair to me. I do. I, can I ask you one more question? Uh-huh. You going to let me take care of them bobcats or what? Hey, this is Satchel. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm gonna help you. What was that? How may I help you? I am gonna be coming in from Ontario, Canada. Are you familiar? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. So for two people, right? Yo, you and another one, one lady, right? No, it's gonna be me and my two large dogs. Okay. Yes. So when is the good time for you? Well, I was hoping, I was wondering about your services. I want a pedicure. Obviously, I'll keep my dogs in a crate next to me. They, I, we're not going to give my dogs a pedicure, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering what you guys charge for reverse pedicures. A what? A reverse pedicure. 
Oh, so right now we have a couple of different. So the 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 basic one we twenty seven. Okay. And then we uh, we uh, we offer twenty seven up to sixty five, and now we have a special seventy five. If I gave you a hundred dollars, could I give one of your service techs a pedicure? Um, one hundred dollar. Then we can you can get uh, any kind of pedicure because the the highest is ten. Is can 10 I give five. you a pedicure, sir? No. How much do I have to pay to give someone a pedicure there? Like for you, for yourself. I want to go in and I want to wash someone's feet. I want to scrape it with a little cheese grater and I want to paint her nails. So for yourself, right? For some, I want to do it to you. I want to give you a pedicure. No, 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 no. Because, uh, yeah, because uh, we don't, we don't do that here. How much? So we only, how, just we, name we your only price. Only, we only serve it people. We don't need to serve it. Name your price. I'll give you a pedicure. I'll spit shine. No, 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 I'm no, classically no, no. trained. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Thank I'm you. Coming, I'm good, yeah. I'm coming in from Ontario, Canada with my two large dogs, and I want to give someone a pedicure. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't offer that here. Name your price. Any price. that you had an encounter july 3rd of one year you said that was one of the most significant encounters yeah that was now um living out here in colorado um we were i had a, my rv at the time so it must have been do, 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 2001 or two yeah somewhere around there 99 or 2000 somewhere around there and and we were coming back this is a separate incident but mm -hmm. we were coming back and and uh coming in from kansas into colorado and early, early, early in the morning, I'm driving, everybody's asleep. And off to my left, I see this craft come out from behind a hill, the silver metallic craft, and shoot up. And once it got to the clouds, it leveled out in the clouds, and you couldn't see it. And, of course, I didn't have a camera because I was driving. And my wife, who was my, you know, you know the shotgun person, was <laughs> fast asleep. Everybody else was asleep, so there was no one to correlate that. Well... Let's jump to uh, 2016, July 3rd. My sister Debbie and I, both of UFO investigators, we lectured at Roswell. And uh, what we normally do is, is after the lecture, one of the nights we'll, we'll go out and we'll, we'll just star search. You know, we'll, we'll take our gear with us and, you know, or we'll just kick back and we'll drive away from the lights and just mm -hmm. search, you know, stargaze, look for any, whatever. So July 3rd, it was like, I think it was a Sunday or so. Uh, we took off and we went to an area where the Roswell Rock was found. And uh, for your listeners out there, if you if you Google Roswell Rock, that was my investigation. That was a rock that was found in this particular place outside of Roswell, New Mexico. They had a, a, a 3D uh, crop circle coming out of the rock, and the crop circle itself was was magnetized. It wasn't like the rock was was magnetite. One side of the crop circle, 3D crop circle coming out of the rock was more positive than the other side. Mm 
and you would take a magnet and you hold the magnet over the rock and you could then the rock would just spin around in circles really really cool and my sister and i tried to debunk that for a year before we went public at the next uh you know roswell uh, uh festival that we lectured at by debunking it was trying to find out if there was any vendors that sold those rocks and actually we actually found uh, um, a crop circle uh, husband and wife that had been to that particular uh, crop circle in England mm -hmm. uh, that was embedded in the rock right that they actually went to that crop circle and it was really cool because when we talked to them about it we showed them the picture both their their, their mouths just kind of dropped and they out of all the crop circles in there, there are like 40 or 50 crop circles these investigators been in. That was the only crop circle where when they got into the circle, they were they became very angry at each other, very irritated, uh, and and almost to the point where they were fighting. And right. then as soon as they leave the crop circle after a couple of minutes. They were normal again. They go back in the crop circle. So there was an energy, high energy signature in that crop circle that was causing them to fight. And they never fight, you know. So they were, I'm sure they fought, but I mean, not like, you know, they were claiming. So anyway, my sister and I go to that area and uh, and we pull off the side of the road on, on, a, on an old ranch road just off the main highway. And I'm pointing my, my truck east to west, mm -hmm. just the way I pulled it up. And as soon as I parked and I get out, I was going to sit on the back tailgate. And I saw a flash of light. And I told my sister, I said, oh, did you see that bright flash? She goes, no, I missed it. I said, well, we see those in Colorado sometimes. What that is, is, is a meteor coming towards you. It's like a shooting star coming towards you. You don't see the tail. All you see is the front end, uh, like the headlight. And it goes out. So those are pretty cool. You don't get to see those very often. And I said, but and she goes, well, let's let's look over here. So we looked in the, so we stood next to the truck and we're and we're looking towards the area where uh, the Roswell Walk was found, only because it was a beautiful night. It was a new moon night, which means there's no moon, uh, which means that it's completely dark. You could see, uh, you know, the Milky Way was, you could swear the Milky Way was a big cloud, but it was a Milky Way, and we're just looking, and. And I was standing about maybe five feet away from my truck, and I said, hey, Debbie, look at this. I added these lights, these, these lights to the front of my truck, these, these uh, LED lights, and they strobe. And they said, I have a remote control. I can turn them on or off or strobe. And, yeah. I, and I, have, I have those on my new truck. Basically, that means you know, when I'm away from my truck, I, I'll take the remote control. And if I need some light somewhere, I'll just hit the remote control, and those lights will come on on my truck. And uh, – I guess I could do that with the headlights now with the truck I have. But anyway, <laughs> just by hitting it remote, it's remote. But uh, but anyway, I guess I go, well, check this out. I said, so I hit the light, it came on and off. And I said, watch, I can strobe it too. And I hit the strobe function and the strobe like flash, 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 flash. As soon as that happened, I guess it's about 40 degrees off just to the area where uh, you know, the rock was found. We get this real bright light flash back at us twice. Flash flash and I'm, and it was so bright that even if you weren't looking at that exact same spot your peripheral vision picked it right up and we caught it from the first flash and looked at it by the time it flashed a second time and i'm looking at my sister and we're looking at a night sky with nothing in it and completely silent and i'm going did that just happen and she goes i don't know what that is and i said well it doesn't look like it's a plane 
let's wait a little bit. Then we're watching in that general area. We're watching. We don't see any strobe lights like from a plane or a helicopter or even, you know, my my drones got flashing lights, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she goes, hit your lights again. So I hit the strobe light again, you know, flash, 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 flash. Immediately after that, two flashes again, flash, flash. And I'm going, okay, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know, this is this is stuff that we investigate that never happens to us. And we're going, something's up there. And, you know, uh, we had night vision camera and stuff, and we're looking in that area, and you can't see anything but stars. You can't, there's no craft, there's, there's nothing that's distorting the stars. It's just we're looking up towards the Milky Way, so to speak. And, uh, and she goes, well, flash it again. I said, well, let's wait a little bit. Let's wait a couple of minutes, just in case it is something that is systematic, you know, like every two minutes. So we waited. Then we did it again. And after I did the strobe, it flashed back, flash, flash. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I got in the back of my truck. I, I yank all my stuff out, you know, and I grabbed my night vision. She had her she had her camera, and I grabbed mine, and we set it up. We're going, okay, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, and let's see if we can get it on camera. We flash it again and nothing. So three was, was the key, right? Three was the number. And by the third time I flashed, maybe I didn't flash the appropriate flashes, you right. know, but but there was something there. Now that's pretty weird, but then it got weirder. Okay. And we just talked about this the other day because I saw my sister in California, my sister Debbie, about two weeks ago. When we were in California for the weekend. We talked about that. We were standing next to my truck and a vehicle, and there's nobody out there, right? A vehicle drove by and and it, it slowed down right in front of us and kept going. And then and I and she goes you see that car? And I said, it was a truck. She goes, it's a car. I go, no, it's a truck. She goes, no, it was a car. It's a four-door car. No, it's a truck, just like my truck. It's an El no, Camino. And I'm like, holy shit. And then we watched it, and it went down about maybe an eighth of a mile or quarter of a mile, maybe not a quarter of a mile, about an eighth of a mile. There was another little dirt road. It pulled down that dirt road and parked. By mm. that time, I had my night vision binoculars out. <laughs> and um, they were night, night owl night vision binoculars. And so I looked over, and sure enough, it was a car. It was a four-door sedan. And it, and, and, and it looked like it was a male figure got out, but it was too far away. But I could see on my night vision binoculars that it was a male figure. And he got out and closed the door, and he just stood there by the car staring at us and just watched us. And, and my sister's going, what's going on? I go, well, maybe he's a rancher? wants to know what we're doing out here you know i don't know well this just happened to us literally you know 20 minutes ago this this light in the sky happened well now we had walked away from my truck so we're a good 20 feet away from my truck because i moved away from the truck so i get a better look at this guy all of a sudden the cows started mooing and the coyotes started going you know you know making noise and it just, just like within an instant, everything just went, Burr! and coyotes, I'm thinking, well, okay, the coyotes are somewhere near the, near the cows, the cows are mooing, the coyote, blah, 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 and, and all this stuff's going on, right? And that's what I'm thinking in my head, because I'm very analytical about it. My truck lights turn on. Now, my previous truck, my first Ram 1500, 
uh, it had a door sensor. So when you touch the door handle, mm-hmm. the interior lights would come on. Well, we're 20 feet away from that truck, and the interior lights came on. And I'm going, what the F is going on here? And then as, as fast as it started, the noise from the cows and just died down and stopped. And then you could hear crickets. Well, there were no crickets out there, but you could just hear nothing, just nothing. And it became dead, dead silent. And that guy's still staring at us. And my sister looks at me. She goes, we're going to leave. <laughs> you think that was said, like a Men in Black style character? Well, don't know. You know, um, you weren't said, able well, to- first we got to find out if there's anything near my truck. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we very slowly circled my truck to see if there was something near my truck that caused the lights to go on and looked and then y'all had i had a flashlight on me we looked all over you know nothing so it was an energy source of some sort the best i can figure that caused that to happen don't know who this guy was but off we went Stinky Pete's Stinky Feet Cream Woo! makes feet three times stinkier than the leading competitors. That's stinky. Made with all natural and unnatural ingredients. Stinky Pete's Stinky Feet Cream. Woo! Get all the scents in our Stinky Feet Cream, Compost, Wet Dog, Dave's House, and Gym Locker. Still not convinced? Hear what others have to say. Ever since my husband has started using Stinky Pete, Stinky Feed Cream, he has had all the confidence and stink to ask for a raise at his dead-end job. Now we can finally move out of his mom's house. Goodbye, sissy feet, and hello, stinky feet. Call now at 555-6969 for a free six-ounce bottle to try for yourself. No credit card needed, just a valid social security number, blood type, and address. Stinky Pete, Stinky Feet Cream, the stinkiest. Woo! I did have a I did have a question before we're we're gonna we're running out of time and I appreciate how much how much time you've given us today. A I'm lot. sorry. I, no, I, thank I, I, you. I, we're big fans. We would we could talk to you all night if we didn't have to work day jobs. Um, my final real sum up is something that Robert brought up earlier. Is have you heard Bob Lazaria's story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I do mean, you think about in, this guy? Well, back in the day too, you know, I was in uh, in, in California. Um, Bob Lazar was pretty big, mm-hmm. and um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, you know, with the surrounding areas of Area 51, but uh, there used to be a place called uh, Freedom Ridge. Mm-hmm. And Freedom Ridge was really close to the base, but still in public property. And investigators would go up there and get cameras and shoot stuff. <laughs> so I was, I'm in California and I was scheduled to go to uh, Rachel, Nevada to go on Freedom Ridge. To, to to so I could see uh, uh, you know Area 51. Now at that time I had researched Bob Lazar. And I forget is I can't remember is it Element 116 or 18? I forget. Yeah, it's what I think element? it's Element 114 or something. Is it 114? Yeah, okay. And it's kind of funny about that because he talked about that, and it wasn't until a couple of decades later that the Russians came out in conjunction with uh, U.S. scientists saying, "Hey, we got a new element now." Yeah, but really, they, because if you would have listened to Bob Lazar, he talked about that two decades ago. Well, no, right. no, he so he's a not fraud. a charlatan. Well, no, no, he's legit, Bob Lazar. Because I watched Bob his Lazar's documentary legit. and it really kind of it got in my head. That's what because I wouldn't call myself like an alien believer or anything. I watched that and I thought, okay, there's definitely stuff I don't know, right? 
And I mean, I was good friends with not good friends. Um, I don't like to say that drop names, but Staten Friedman, who we call the Godfather Roswell or the Father Roswell, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I wasn't good friends. I was friends with him. Uh, over the years, he knew who I was. I knew, you know. And so he'd see me and say, hey, Chuck, what's going on? But, I mean, we weren't like buddies, right? He just, you know, crossed paths so many times. And uh, when I talked to him about Bob Lazar, um, you know, at first, he's, you know, he says, no, that guy is not f- physics, you know. You know, he doesn't, you know, I am, you know, I'm a nuclear physicist, as, you know, Saturn Freeman. He's not. But yet this guy's doing all this cool stuff. And he's, but there was one point where they were trying to figure out, they couldn't find any connection with Bob Lazar and where he worked. Yeah. Right. And um, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was Staten Freeman or someone had brought it to Staten Freeman's attention. But the base that he claimed that he worked at, I mean, the place he claimed he worked at, not S4, not Area 51, but one of the places he claimed he worked at that, that they said he didn't work there, somebody found a phone book and it had his name in the phone book. It was a company phone book, too. Yeah. That was the yeah, interesting com- thing. Yeah. So it was their yeah, own company. publication. Yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. yeah and, and, and here's something else, because if you saw that documentary, back in the day when, we were, when I was researching Bob Bazaar, and never got to see him in person. We tried to get him for Alien High. Actually, not for Alien High. We tried to get him for The Unexplained Files, an episode I did for Unexplained Files for uh, the Science Channel. And we couldn't get him, but we got um, John Lear. Yes. Which, and, and John Lear is just as cool because he flew for the CIA and he's got all kinds of cool stuff. Another, another big name. Another big name, yeah. We got him, and I just thought the guy was just phenomenal. But... Um, Another thing that just popped up within the last year or so was remember back in the day, Bob Lazar talked about gravity A and gravity B waves. Mm-hmm. And he said the craft would, 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 would I think, would, uh, was propelled with the three generators, you know, uh, amplifiers, amp generators on the gravity B waves. Or one of the, I'm trying to go back to remember. Just recently, within the past few months, scientists are now, that the, the study gravity are saying, well, we believe that there's two different there's different types of waves. And here we go again with the element. Right. Something that Bob Lazar talked about three decades ago, whatever, about the gravity and gravity B waves. Scientists, modern scientists are saying, now, yeah, we think that there's these waves. <laughs> yeah. It's, and Bob Lazar goes, that's what I said. Yep. Yeah, like he, he came out back in like, I think it was like the early 90s or the mid 90s. So it, yeah. it has been almost... 30 years and but yeah i remember because I, I was watching the documentary and you know watching interviews of his like last summer um and yeah it was like the the element he was talking about then new scientists are like oh well you know chalk one up for the periodic table we found it right and he was right. just like well yeah i told you about it like 20 years ago and Ex- exactly exactly matter of fact um um the, the the person the creator of Alien Highway now I remember he went to the opening of that documentary to try and get a hold of Bob Lazar for our TV show mm-hmm. and and you were just talking I now remember he told me he says that it was like Elvis was there <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was he says you couldn't get near the guy and there were so many people there you know there's so and you don't hear about that on on the media you don't realize how many people you know are in into this. 
uh, you know, you, you people, you know, you get the media makes it sound like there's a bunch of UFO nuts like me, right? You know, there's just, one just UFO nut. out there. Yeah, but but they don't realize the thousands and thousands of people that showed up to the to the you know premiere screening of that documentary, right? And and Rick Sassens, who uh, who was the creator for Alien Highway, says Chuck, I couldn't get even near the place. I said I got in to watch it because these are phenomenal. But my gosh, he would stand up or he would move, and people would cheer. You'd swear the Beatles were there, you know, or Elvis Presley was there, and you know he's got a big following, you know, a real big following. So, so would you say like, you know, everything he's claimed to have encountered or studied, researched, whatever, like, would you say like, do you, do you have any doubt in like his story from your, you know, from your background? Um, I can't say that everything he said is, 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 is true because you really can't say that about anybody. Yeah. You, even with me, everything Chuck Zukowski said that night's got to be true. No, you know, you got to question me too. And, and you do your follow-ups and see now the stuff that I followed up on, you know, the, 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 the gravity amplifiers on the sport model, the element and, and uh, you know, the gravity waves and some other things S four. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. I went to area 51 to, uh, to look at, you know, to see what like, I could find just because of, you know, Bob Lazar, that's that, you know, he was a person. So out of the things that I investigated and I researched, I was very comfortable with, uh, satisfied that right. he was telling the truth. Now, you know, there's other things too that, but I never really researched that. When I tried to get to Freedom Ridge, um, it, it was taken by uh, Nellis Air Force Base. So I didn't get a chance to. So I hired a guide out of Rachel. Um, at the time, she was working with a guy named was Glenn Campbell, not the singer, but his name was Glenn <laughs> yeah. Campbell. And, uh, you know, he was an Area 51 infer- researcher, investigator. Somewhere behind me, I actually have the workbook that I bought from him. Now, back in the day, when you would get on the dirt road, road towards the West Gate, which I've, I've already seen a few times with other TV shows, um, there were sensors on the road, and the sensors would pick up your, your vehicle. Now, he talked about that. He said, this is how you find it. And I had, <laughs> and I found one. Because <laughs> at the time, when Radio Shack was big, what you do is it was a crystal. You used, had to use a crystal scanner. And I bought a crystal scanner at Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. And you would drive down the dirt road. Not now, because it's all digital. But back then, it was radio waves. And you would put it on scan. And as you go down, the scan would stop and go, and you stop the car and you look on the left side of the dirt road and the right side about five feet away from the dirt road and you would find a battery. Hmm. And if you followed the cable of the battery, you, it would go to a sensor. <laughs> so I found one uh, using, you know, Glenn Campbell's, uh, you know, uh, procedure out of, out of the book. And I went, well, here it is. Oh, that means they know we're here. <laughs> you know, or yeah. I'm here. I was by myself. Well, what I did was I couldn't get on Freedom Ridge, so I hired a guide, to, and we hiked up Tigaboo Peak. Tigaboo Peak is, I think, is they're still going up or not, but I was probably the f- second or third person that cut the trail to Tigaboo Peak to the top, and I was with, uh, with the guide, and then I was with two people who just showed up the day I was there. I said, can we come along, too? <laughs> One guy was military. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely didn't say he wasn't. He was dressed military, pretty much. He had, you know... the 
the the, the pants and the, the fatigues. Yeah. 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 And the other one was some, I call him a surfer guy. For all I know, the surfer guy was the informant and not the, you know, not the military guy. But we went to the top and I actually had, I think I had a picture of it somewhere on, on my website under Area 51. But I was shooting with a uh, Minolta 3, 200 millimeter. Mm -hmm. And something was flying over. And I got a picture of it, and, and you could see it in the picture. And we caught that. I caught that's the only thing I caught. I took a little peek. But the the guy who was dressed like military and the other guy, they avoided being on camera. So every time I had the camera, they would shy away out of my field of view. Um, I got a picture of, of of the guy, the military guy, but I just out of respect for him, I just got the back side of him. And that's the picture you see. You'll see him. And then you'll see the light in the background. And uh, so after we, four hours later, we get back to Rachel, Nevada, and I had a, 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 a motorhome at the time, a small motorhome that I pulled this Chevy S10 Blazer behind, mm -hmm. the, the small one. And uh, so we said, hey, goodbye. And he goes back to his travel trailer, his trailer, and I go back to my motorhome. I waited a couple minutes, and I saw that he went to a trailer that was being pulled by a blue SUV. And at the time, private security for Area 51 were driving blue SUVs. Hmm. You know, like, you know, and I'm going, okay. So I waited a couple minutes and I walked over to the trailer. I knocked on the door and I said, campground security. <laughs> and he opened up the door and I looked at him and I looked and I just glanced in the trailer. The trailer was empty. There was a duffel oh. bag. That was it. You know, and I said, so I'm not a threat, am I? He goes, nah, you're no threat. You're just some UFO nut. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, 15 minutes off the record? He goes, yeah, come in. We'll have a beer. And we talked for 15 minutes off the record, you know. And just, he was a part of three-letter agency or something? or um, He was part of Nellis that was watching me because um, uh, they monitored the, uh, the, uh, uh, the guide at Rachel. Easy, right? Mm -hmm. And then they saw me come in, and then he was a plant to come with me to see who I was. I mean, obviously, now, just a, uh, a couple of weeks prior, there was a film crew out of France, I believe, that, that hike up. They were like the second group to hike up, and they had some pretty high-tech equipment taking pictures over 50 because it's still 19 miles, 20 miles away. And uh, by the time they hiked back down Tickaboo Peak, there was a Chinook helicopter sitting there, you know, waiting for them and confiscated all their stuff. And, uh, and then uh, they had to contact the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department, like three days later, gave them back their stuff without the media. So anything, any tape, anything they had at the time was taken. They just got the hardware back. But anything that they filmed, they didn't get back. And I think, so they were probably wanting to know what I was doing. And, uh, but it was fun when he, because at the time, I, my license plate says UFO nut on my truck. Well, my California license plate, which I don't know, you can't see on the door, but um, I guess it's probably, uh, anyway, on one of the sides. Anyway, uh, it, it, you can still you can still see my old plate. Oh, there it is. It's it's off over there. You uh, anyway, there's a yeah. There's a California plate that says UFO nut. So I, I had that on my truck, and that's why he said, "Ah, you're just some UFO nut." Uh, 
and that was kind of fun. But I got to talk to him for about 15 minutes off the record. And, you know, I don't I, I don't go into what we talked about or the fact that, you know, he told me he was a plant and and uh, uh, he didn't tell me anything about, uh, you know, what you know goes on there. He couldn't. What was in the double uh, bag? His beans clothes and stuff he was there for for an overnighter so yeah, it's probably okay. his clothes and some you know. food or something but but i mean there was no mat there was no mat mattress i don't yeah i think there was a mattress but there was any no linen so just a just a it looked like maybe it was now we've air force academy is right around a corner i can see it from my backyard and um they rent out uh you know uh trailers Mm -hmm. you know to you know to people that are on base and that might have been the case at nellis they just had you know they have trailers there and they gave him one so he could spend the night and he just took his duffel bag with clothes and whatever and, and the little alien inn was right there too so you know if you want food you just go there pat travers uh she recognized me after a while i've been there so many times we i just watched the movie alien i'm sorry um uh, uh paul yeah uh, uh, we were we were camping in in uh uh, over in Taos, New Mexico, I went to Taos over over the Memorial Day weekend to see people were still hearing the hum, and I shot some night vision there too. I haven't gone through it yet, but uh, so I watched the movie Paul, and and I forgot what they called a Pat something it wasn't Travis Travers, but what, but if you go to the little alien inn um, on on the back side of the wall, there's a poster and, and a bunch of stuff, you know, signed pictures from you know from from the actors from Paul there on her. It's pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, if you get a chance, go there. Go go to the you know, little I want to do a whole alien road trip. I want to go up through Just Marfa. Like Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the movie, but it probably I want to go up through Marfa. I want to do Colorado. I want to take the left, go to New Mexico. I want to do the whole thing. I want to see it all. Well, hey, but, maybe uh, this month you will, you know, the whole world will just confirmed aliens are real. You know what I mean? We can I don't see, think we so. can see the U.S. government say, finally belly up and say, oh, yeah, we got underneath the Denver airport a few dozen of them. Ah, yeah. For a while there, during during uh, Denver airport being you know worked on, they actually had big posters of it, you know, saying, you know, uh, uh, alien, uh, Area 52 uh -huh. is here. <laughs> I remember those, things. yeah. Yeah, they're really having a lot of fun with it. But there is a big complex under um, Denver airport, but it's – it's part of the tram system. It's 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 all the maintenance. It's all kinds of stuff. You know, it's it's not anything for FEMA. Yeah, it made so the, yeah. having a big structure like that just makes sense for what they're doing. Uh, yeah, and a matter of fact, at one point, not too far from Area Fifty One, they were talking about that they could actually launch like a SpaceX type of craft. That there's enough, you know, uh, I can't say how they could do that because there's so much traffic coming out of DIA. I don't think that could actually happen, but but it's you know it was a pleasure being. I, I really appreciate it. The, Thank you so much for coming. You guys on, are. Chuck. I apologize. You guys are so good listeners, and I'm such a talker. That's what and, we want. We loved everything yeah. you had to say. Do you have any close up questions? Anything you want to button up with them? Um, I mean now you know now's the time if you want to let people know uh, what you got going on. You know anything, anything? you want to plug? Anything you want yeah. people to check out? We know uh, about your website ufo dot or ufonut dot com ufonet.com and if you have any questions just there's an email up there that comes directly to me uh see minnesota uh july beginning of july sometime pair unity conference in minnesota i'll be there with a bunch of ghost investigators and then i'm going to be at another pair unity conference in las vegas uh, december 11th 9th or 10th or somewhere i don't do a lot of lectures but it was a podcast 
this, the, the guy who runs a pair of Unity, like just like you guys. Uh, I've been, I was on his podcast a few times. He really liked me. Uh, he and so he invited me to. Uh, he's a ghost hunter, and so he invited me to his conferences. And so I'm, I'm going to be there with, you know, ghost hunters. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, we really liked you on this podcast too, and we hope to have you back. All right, I'll come back. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, Chuck. We appreciate meeting you tonight. Okay, thank you. And thank you to all your listeners. <laughs> all right, awesome. Hopefully to see you in Vegas. And that was the Fart Locker Podcast with JT and Robert. Tune in next week for an all-new episode. And as always, send us any comments or questions you have about the show to thefartlockerpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.